It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And in the sport of boxing, the welterweight division, the glamour division. It is filled with some of the biggest, best fighters in the world. And joining me now, young man, making a return to the last stand. Considered one of the best and the future of the welterweight division, Jerron Boots Ennis. Boots, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Welcome back. I appreciate you. Um, look, you, you continue to win. You continue to knock guys out. Where would you say you are right now in your maturation in your development? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I feel like um, we're getting closer and closer and, and after I, you know, do, do, do damage on Saturday night, I feel like I got to be mandatory for one of those belts. Yeah. Or if not mandatory, at least fight for at least for the eliminator for the number one spot. I'm ready. I'm ready to take over the division right now. What do you think about the welterweight division? I, you know, we call it the glamour division because, you know, it, it has these huge names at the top, but it is deep right. and filled with talent. What do you think about it? Uh, I feel like uh, the welterweight division is the best division. And, uh, uh, it's gonna be, it's, no fight is going to be easy. Everybody is great at, you know, at, at this division. So I feel like it's going to be a great uh, time for the welterweight division. And I'm ready to take over this division. And ready to bring back the old school way, you know, the, the top guys fighting the top guys, like how Tommy Hearns and Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler and all those guys are fighting each other and having those trilogies and all that stuff. I'm, I'm trying to bring that back. So, so that's what, that's what I want to do. You know, there's a, a number of people who say that's why they feel like the 154 is better because they say those guys fight each other. Why do you think the guys at 147 won't fight? Uh, I feel like it's like. Some of those guys don't want to fight, I guess, because like money or ego. I'm not sure, but 154 definitely do. They are be fighting each other, and they they belts been getting passed around a lot lately. So that's another great division. 168 is another great division too. So I mean, boxing is. I feel like boxing is back, and it's taking over the, the sports. Why why is Jerron in this? the future of the welterweight division? Uh, I'm the future of the welterweight division because I have all the tools, uh, I work hard, I, uh, um, I'm dedicated, I do things outside of my community. Uh, I, uh, I'm just I'm just all around great at what I, what I do and I'm, I feel like I'm the best at what I do and none of these guys can do what I can do and I'm well-rounded. I can fight softball, orthodox, box, bang if I have to and I can do it all, slick. So I feel like I'm gonna just take this, this, this Welterweight division to a whole another level. I feel like once I get that belt, the welterweight division is going to be the best division ever. Um, and I hear what you're saying, but you know there are a number of guys who be like, man, I work hard too. Yeah. And then you know I've heard, I've heard Terrence Crawford even say, yeah. I can bite, I can box southpaw, yeah. I can box orthodox, yeah. I can box you, or I'll knock you out. Yeah. So what, why is why is Boots any different than that? I'm um, different because. I'm hungry and uh, I just, like after this fight on Saturday, I'm gonna be right back in the gym on Monday. These guys not dedicated like this. For me, it's not about the money. It's, I had fun with this and I love doing, love boxing. So when, when somebody talented, work hard and love boxing, it's hard to beat somebody like that. And that's why, that's why I'm different from these guys in this weight division. That's why I'm gonna take over this weight division and they gonna see why. I, you know, I think I read something where it said, uh, Jerron Ennis said, that once I become champion, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there for a long time. What does that mean? No, I had said, 
I said my time taking a little, little longer to become champion because, no, I said my time taking a little longer to become champion and it's not coming as fast as others because I'm at the top for a long time, mm. forever. So that's what I said. Mm. <laughs> and and, and when, you, when you see yourself as just champion, Unified champion, uh, undisputed champion at 147. Uh, first, I'm gonna grab one of those, one of those belts, so that's just champion, and then unify and get another belt, and then be undisputed, and go do the same thing at 54. Grab a belt, unify, undisputed. Same thing at 60, and I'm gonna try to do it at 60, 68. And I'm gonna try to go down in history as you know, uh, one of the first fighters to do that. Become undisputed in three or four different weight classes, never have. It never been done, so I want to do that and go down history. And as big and as strong as you are, you you see yourself at 147 for at least for a couple of years. Then what yeah, it sounds I, like it. Yeah, I can uh, stay at 47 as long as I as long as I want. I'm making weight comfortably. I'm more weight right now. I feel great. I'm ready to rock and roll for uh, Saturday night. And I feel like if I go if I was to go to 54, I would be even stronger because my, I'll be able to develop even more. And same thing with 60, I'll be even more comfortable. So. We'll see. Do you like how you've been moved? Because you know there, there are a number of people who be like, yo, why ain't moved fighting somebody? And then other people say, hey, slow and steady wins the race. Do, do you like the way you've been moved? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, everybody all know I could have turned pro in four, six rounds and did this and four, eight rounds and early in my career and four for world title and eight, eight fights, 10 fights. But um, me and my dad picked the, you know, uh, the slower route, and so I could develop as a boxer. And look where I'm at now. I feel like I, we made the right decision. Did, did, did you ever take anything from like how Erickson Lubin? Remember, Erickson Lubin was like, man, he's gonna be the future 154, and still could be. Right. But it was like I think maybe after 15 fights or something like that, he gets that fight with Charlo. Boom, he gets knocked out, and it was like whoa. And then it's like maybe hindsight, maybe I did take it a little bit too early. Did, did you take a lesson for that and say, okay, you know what? Maybe my pace may be slow, but you still you're only a kid. You're still 24. <laughs> uh, do you say, hey, look, okay, maybe this is a right pace for me? Uh, I mean, I, that's what my my, my my dad and my team did. I feel like it was right for us, and I feel like it developed me the right way. I, I learned a lot of things, and got experience from those guys and my hardest fights wasn't I didn't have well I didn't have really no hard fights but when you fight somebody that's 15 and 5 and he got 15 knockouts that's going to be harder than fighting somebody that's undefeated or fighting somebody that's 18 and 1 or something like that because those guys don't have nothing to lose they don't care so they coming in they throwing combinations or or combinations with one one hand and throw upcut hook right hand hook You'd be like, what? And an 8-10-0 fighter thought, one, two, three. So you learn from those, those experiences and stuff like that. I didn't fought from 6-4 to 5-2. It just, it's been all over the place. Rugged, people that box. I didn't for everybody. I didn't, there's nothing, nothing I haven't seen yet. So I'm ready. I just, I'm ready to go. What kind of pressure comes with being a boxing prodigy? Because, you know, you, you, it seems like you came out of the womb boxing in the gym with your father, your brothers. And, you know, if, if everything is correct, they said you've never lost a round. That's a lot of pressure, bro, to keep dominating. I mean, it's not no pressure for me. I, like I said before, I've been around in this boxing game for a very long time. This is nothing new to me. And I feel normal. I feel regular. Like, being in front of the cameras and fighting on TV and the media, it's all the stuff, like, natural and regular for me. I, I get to be myself. And, you know, it's just another day in the, in the office for me. It's, it's regular. So let's talk a little bit about some fighters who've talked about you. I, I think the one thing that made headlines mm -hmm. was like, you know, people always say, well, Boots, why don't you fight somebody? 
and and I think it was your father who made the statement like we tried to get a Keith Thurman fight. Yeah, we I wanted we wanted to fight Keith Thurman, and uh, we seen on uh, I think YouTube he was like he don't know who I am. You said never heard like, of me. Never heard of me, but. I take that as a compliment because he don't want to know me. <laughs> they, they, they all know I'm dangerous. That's, that's the real reason why I'm getting skipped around this weight division. Everybody in the weight division know I'm the, the dangerous one in the weight division. So it's just, man, it's crazy. But he know, he know who I am. And one of my friends, they found a video of him like two or three years ago. He was talking about how he knew me or something or knew of me. Uh, he said I was a, a great upcoming talent or something. If I find a video, I... I'm gonna send it to you. So what's the message? What's the message to Keith Thurman? Because he 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 certainly did a number of interviews. Like I don't even know who this kid is. I mean, why would I make like that? I mean, what you what you expect? You know, he ordered. He don't want to fight a young hungry lion like this. So, but when he come back, if if he ready, I'm here. I'll be waiting for you. I stay ready anytime, anywhere. We can fight in your living room, your kitchen, your pool, your backyard, <laughs> anywhere. Just call me. I'm ready right now <laughs> it's funny we had terrence crawford on the show and i said um what, what do you think about Jerron ennis and he said yeah it's a good fighter and i said is is Jerron boots ennis ready for terrence crawford right now and he looked at me gave you a smile and said maybe <laughs> so i guess that's your question my question to you is Jerron boots ennis ready for terrence crawford most definitely been ready ready for all those guys and I'm ready to rock and roll right now. Really? Yeah, give me, give me those straps. That would be one hell of a fight. How would you see that fight playing out? Uh, I would see that fight playing out, uh, being sharp in, in the beginning. But I feel like I'll break uh, Terrence Crawford down. I'm smarter, stronger, faster, and I'm hungry. So I, I would have to go take his belt. So I'm, that's how I'm coming. I'm taking, a, coming to take it. So, uh, and I'm better all around. And I'm, like I said before, my skills is impeccable right now. And uh, I'm on a different level, and I'm ready to shine and show the world. When I get my opportunity, they will see why I'm the best fighter and soon to be best fighter in the world. I saw, uh, it was a while ago, but you and your good friend Stephen Fulton, right, were together. Yeah. And y'all FaceTimed Errol Spitz. Yeah. How did that conversation go? What did what, you say to him? Uh, it was, that was fun. Uh, Gilly, I think Gilly and uh, Errol Spitz's homie, the rapper, what's his, his name? Like uh, Yellow Breezy. Yeah, him. Uh -huh. They FaceTimed and then... Uh, Gilly put me on the phone, and then he put him on the phone, and we was going back and forth. And he was talking about, uh, he said something about a little, a little pup or something, or yeah, a shark or something. Yeah. I said, let's make it happen. He, he, he was like, yeah, get your time. Or it was just a lot of back and forth, but they know what's up. They know, they know who I am, and that's that goes that's going to show you how keep them know I, don't know who I am, but Aerosmith know who I am, Bud know who I am, Porter know who I am, Danny Garcia know who I am. Everybody know who I am, but you don't know who I am. That's because you don't know who want to know who I am. But I'm ready for those guys, man. I'm just ready to go to the division and shine bright. Who would you say is the best fighter in your opinion? If you're being honest, who's the, who's the best fighter at 147 right now? Jerron Boots Ennis, me. I'm the best <laughs> fighter at this weight division. Aside from Boots Ennis, who would you say is the best fighter right now at 147? Um, you just watch him. You. It's between Bud and, and, uh, and Spence, um, for me. But you could say you could say Bud right now because Bud more active. But if Spence was active, I'd say Spence because he got both belts. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to put him at the top at the welterweight division. So matter of fact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Spence because he got both belts. He got the WBC and the IBF. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I put him at the top, and then I put Bud under him. 
because Bell only got one belt. And, and, and if you had your druthers, which one would you want first? Uh, Errol, Errol Spence, because he got two belts. I can unify fast and then I'll fight, but. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, I'll I take Errol Spence first because he got t two belts and then I'll fight. But, but if I could fight him both in one night, I would. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are a number of people too who say, "Hey, look, then why don't you just join the PBC, and you probably get those fights a lot easier." Mm -hmm. what, what do you say to that? Uh, I mean, I'm just going behind with my dad and my team. We got going on, and we got going on. It's going right. Uh, we got big things after this fight, so I just got to stay focused and and do what I need to do on Saturday night, and then those big things gonna happen. So my main focus is Saturday night. Yeah. And after Saturday night, yo, everybody gonna see what we got going on. And, and, <laughs> and, and the next big fight for you, do you, do you see it as a title eliminator, or do you see it as, as an actual world title fight? Uh, we look, just going towards a, a, a world title. Uh, that's what we're going towards, but if not, we will have to settle for an eliminator, and that's fine with me, as long as I'm mandatory for the number one spot and I can fight for that belt within next year. So I, I will be world champion in 2022. Yeah, I was going to say, so then, then it, is, it is conceivable that you get Spence or Crawford next. Spence, Crawford, Ugas. Ugas, or, yeah, Ugas, yes. Or, uh, or Jamal James if you win. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, your good friend, Stephen Fulton. Mm -hmm. Unification fight, Brandon Figueroa. What's going to happen in that fight? Uh, it's it's going to be a great fight. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on uh, Scooter again on this fight, and I feel like, uh, I think Scooter gonna stop him in the late rounds, like ninth or 10th round. I feel like Scooter gonna outdog him. He's a great fighter, man. Yeah. Gritty fighter. Right. He, 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 he and yourself, I think, represent what Philadelphia is all about, it seems like. Right. Uh, that's what, I, that's what yeah. I like out of him. Yeah, when you step in that ring, you gotta have Philly in your back. It's, it's only right, and, and you can't let nobody outwork you or outdog you, or, or outsmart you, so. You just gotta be on point at all times, and that's that's what Philly about. One thing people don't know about you, Boots Ennis can hoop. Boots Ennis <laughs> loves hoop, and Boots Ennis can hoop. What do you think about Ben Simmons, who was a marquee player for your Sixers? Mm -hmm. Basically, mentally is like, hey, you know what? It's not working for me in this city anymore. I mean, you know, everybody go through different things. Well, uh, with basketball, maybe he just like mentally and physically not there, and maybe he do want to leave. But uh, I feel like it's gonna take time for him to get back to normal. I feel like he's gonna have to take a couple months, I guess, or a month to get himself back to together, get back in rhythm, and get back for the team. If not, they probably gonna trade him. So, it, it, do you have to be a special kind of guy to play, be a professional fighter, or be, even to be a professional athlete in Philly? Uh. Yeah, you got you gotta have that toughness, cause Philly a dog, a dog city. They don't, they, they love you, they ride hard, and, and they uh they die hard. So you know, you gotta you gotta put on for Philly if you're from Philly or you representing Philly. You gotta show show them that you ready to take over any sport it is, and that's how they rock. So when it comes to Ben Simmons, are you rocking with him, or are you like, yo, go leave then? I mean, if you don't want to be here anymore, leave. I mean, if somebody don't want to be there no more, you you let them leave. But I feel like. The Sixers gonna bring him. I feel like they gonna try to bring him back and uh, give him like a month or two to get himself back together. And I feel like they're gonna be back together. They're gonna be fine.
All right, Boots, uh, come to the last segment of this show. We call it The Last Stand. I'm asking you a series of questions. You just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Uh, first question, who do you think is a bigger threat in the future of the welterweight division? Virgil Ortiz or Boots Ennis? Jerron Ennis, of course. <laughs> I'm the biggest threat right now. And I'm, I'm gonna be the biggest threat forever. What about Virgil Ortiz? Everyone always talks about uh, him. He's he a good fighter, but uh, I'm just different. And uh, they, if you if you notice, these top guys, they'll run and go fight him before they fight me. They don't want to prepare for my style. They don't want to prepare for somebody that's southpaw, orthodox, that can back you up, that can box, that don't care, do a tick your heart in in the minute, like don't care. So. They'd rather go fight him because he's one way, and I'm not. What would you say? How would you see a Virgil Ortiz boots in this fight? Uh, that's a great fight, and I feel like I, I go out there, be dominant, uh, put on a beautiful show, and you know, come on victorious and get in that knockout. Uh, is Philly still the best fighting city in America? Most definitely. I feel like Philly, Philly got the best fighters, the slickest fighters, the smartest fighters, the doggest fighters. Uh, I feel like Philly, we're we gonna put Philly back on the map. Best young fighter right now in Philly. Is it Jerron Ennis or is it Stephen Fulton? <laughs> it's Jerron Ennis. <laughs> it's Jerron Ennis. Uh, Scoot, Scooter, my boy, though. He, he, he know he know what's up. He, of course, he would say his, his yeah. own self, too. So, yeah. uh, but we definitely taking over this boxing game. We're going to bring those belts back. Well, he got a belt already. But we're going to bring all the belts back to Philly and take over every division that we in. It's, it's only a matter of time. Philly gonna be back on the map. And last but not least, you finish this. Jerron Ennis will be world champion. In 2022. Heard it, there you go. That's what we do here on the last day. We bring you the biggest names in the sport and this guy here, they call him the future of the welterweight division. My man Boots, my man. always appreciate, appreciate you. you. Always, always appreciate you. Appreciate Folks, it. thanks for watching The Last Stand. We'll see you again next week.